New Thought Guy. To manifest stuff into our lives, my friends. We dedicate our thoughts and feelings about our desires into the universe. And then we lubricate the movement of these thoughts and feelings, this dedicated thoughts and feelings, from desire into acquire by using the energy of faith and belief. Now this energy is found in the holistic use of the divine matrix, the mind, the heart, the gut, and everything in between. The bioelectric mechanics of the brain is part of it, as Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza describes it, uh, thoughts cause biochemical reactions in your brain that release chemical signals which make your body feel a certain way depending on your thoughts. And those feelings cause you to generate more thoughts that produce the same feelings and thus the same bodily reactions. And simultaneously, because of all that is happening in your mind and body, it makes the mental equivalent occur in your consciousness that frequency that the universe reads to bring it into form. And also, the energy centers of the body, including, like I said, the heart and the gut, come into play as well. Because all of that has their own minds, you might say, going, its own neurological synapses happening and speaking to each other stimulating the endocrine system, which is that collection of glands that produces hormones and regulates our metabolism, our sleep, our mood, that inspires our imagination, that makes our body sizzle with the revelation of the divinity that is within us, vibrating at that speed. This month, We've been talking about living a consecrated life. And living a consecrated life prepares us to lock into that frequency that Einstein and Tesla always talk about, that everything is frequency and everything is energy. And when we lock into that frequency through the energy that we are, we manifest things into our lives. We manifest experiences into our lives. And we do that by, one, communing with nature and the divine presence, which, depending on your definition, is one and the same. God is the source of all that is and is all that is. And you can call it whatever you want. I'm just using the word God. The term matters not. And everything in the universe is made of that God stuff. And we each our unique individualized expression of that God stuff. We are a multiplicity in the unity, you might say. And in this oneness, in this community, in this multiplicity, we each share our time, talent, and treasure in life. 
Number two, taking heed to the constant call of the divine urge. That's another way to be living a consecrated life, listening for those subtle universal cues, those red flags sometimes, and using the idea, the query of, is this a constructive idea or a destructive idea to decide, to determine if it's coming from our ego, meaning edging God out, that ego that... Um, that's all about me, 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 and nobody else. That ego that is um, full of fear and lack and limitation. Or is it from our higher self, which is more constructive ideas that come into our mind and our heart through our gut. And number three, to live a consecrated life, you dedicate your most sacred self to living the high life or better said, the highest life. Not the high life as in partying and fashionable clothing and bling and all that stuff, but the highest life. Ernest Holmes said the ultimate goal of life is complete emancipation from all discord in every nature. Complete emancipation from all discord in every nature. Now this discord could be large, could be small. This discord may affect us directly or may affect us indirectly, but our, our, how we deal with that comes through, through how consecrated our life is. By nourishing ourselves with healthful food, positive, loving, prosperous ideas, thoughts, and feelings, by taking wise, bold, and optimized strategies of action, by quieting the chattering mind, and everybody, I do too, has chattering minds. And when those show up with um, destructive ideas in that chattering mind, that whirling dervish, that monkey mind. We step up to it with thankful attention, thankful that it showed up. We don't need to be mad at the chattering mind. Be thankful that it showed up. Give it attention. And while you're giving it attention and thanking it, also question it. Push it back. Why are you here? What are you trying to tell me? Thanks for coming, but what are you trying to tell me? I'm not going to allow you to take things over. I just want to know what you're trying to tell me, and I will deal with it. It's a self-parenting kind of thing. Also, laughing and loving. A life daily of laughing and loving is a consecrated life. Clearing the corrosion of the mind, especially when monkey mind is a little too prevalent, which happens sometimes. We clear the corrosion of that monkey mind and we heal the ego-driven thoughts that step in, that come back up from the past and all this other um, unresolved stuff that shows up. We, we clear that with meditation of one sort of another. There's many types of meditation. We live a consecrated life by actively... Um, being in the flow of universal abundance through affirmative prayer or spiritual mind treatment. 
that affirmative prayer that knows that um, there is a one mind, there is a, a universal consciousness, a power, a light that we are a part of. And when we declare and reveal what it is we have decided we are requiring to show up in our lives, when we do that with gratitude, releasing this powerful word that we speak, either through our mouths, through our just in our minds, or both, we release it to a, a law, a law of cause and effect that says, yes, okay, I will take this idea and I will do what needs to do. I will do the how to bring it into our lives. That's what affirmative prayer does. We live a consecrated life by filling our consciousness with healthy and wise readings, especially before going to sleep, especially when we first wake up. Our minds are so open and ready, even right before you go to sleep. Because this tiredness that you have um, actually opens up your mind a little bit, allows what you enter into it before you fall to sleep to float around during the sleeping time. And when you wake up, your mind is just open. You may not be awake. I understand the idea of you don't feel awake, but your mind is open and ready to receive still because you've just come out of that, that um, fully open sleep REM situation. So that's a great time to fill it with healthy and wise readings or being here when you're awake. Don't come here when you're asleep. I may not be here. Practicing radical forgiveness, there's another way to consecrate your life. Practicing radical forgiveness to all, for all, especially yourself. Or as Dr. Walker used to say, get over it, Blanche. You know, when we don't forgive, that doesn't mean we necessarily forget or, we're, or condone. But when we don't forgive, the, the, the person who really gets the um, um, negative energy from that is... You is me. And finally, getting our butts in nature, getting our toes in the sand, getting our feet, bare feet, touching Mother Earth. That's a way to consecrate our lives. All of these things. Now, you may come back to me with, well, yeah, well, what about with, with what's going on now? What's happening now? How, how am I going to do that? This time of crisis, there's stress, there's trauma. My world is upside down like a cyclone. I get it. I understand it. Let me read you something from the Science of Mind book. As human beings, we have free will and can choose how we relate to what we experience. We can choose how we relate to what we experience whether it be positive or negative. The same principle that brings us freedom, prosperity, and joy also allows us to experience bondage, lack, or misery according to our consciousness. There are many people who have wonderful, prosperous lives financially, but have miserable lives beyond that. For many reasons, but part of it is how they're relating to this grand, abundant experience of financial prosperity. So financial prosperity can be positive or negative. 
so too what happens to us during this pandemic, what happens to us in any trauma or stress, big or small. It's how we relate to what we experience. It's reminding me of an old, old religious tune. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Now, like I've said before, it's not talking about a wretched person, that a wretch like me is not I'm a wretched person, but a person that has wretched thoughts, wretched thoughts about wretched conditions that are going on, how I am relating to the conditions going on. That's what a wretch like me means. An amazing grace is when, even on special occasions like now, like what's going on in the world right now, that living this high life, living this highest life is essential to never compromise the divine principle. As the Tom Waits song says, wherever you may wander, wherever you may roam, always keep a diamond in your mind. A diamond mind is actually a Buddhist concept. And there's a woman whose name actually is Mila um, or Mila, a diamond, and she wrote, we all have a seat of diamond mind, a state of heightened clarity, alertness, and complete congruity. When you are in the state of diamond mind, you find yourself in the right place at the right time with the right people in noticing the right opportunities and finding genius solutions. The right path unfolds before you. You feel empowered like a perfectly cut diamond. It is luminous and strong. As co-creators in this universe, which is what we are doing, we are co-creating our experiences with the universe, with the power of the law of cause and effects, what we deeply believe and what we claim for ourselves and for the world has impact on ourselves and the world. As Ernest Holmes says, it seems to me that it is only as we view all life, everything from what we call great to what we call small, important, or unimportant. It is only as we view the whole thing as one stupendous whole whose body nature is with God, the soul, that we shall really enter into communion, into sympathetic oneness and rapport with the reality of all that is about us. When we step into the multiplicity of the unity, when we step into the unity of the multiplicity, and we learn keeping that diamond in our mind, no matter what is in front of us, we learn to continue to relate to what is going on from the highest point in our consciousness. We remember our own worth, what we are, who we are, and our value. We steal our minds against the onslaught, no matter how dire the circumstance, because we have a diamond in our mind, that little spark that we allow to reveal at all times, no matter the circumstances. 
so that we can treasure this thing called life by always having that diamond in our mind and always relating to whatever circumstances are going on through that diamond in our mind. Angel Kyoto Williams, a Zen priest, wrote, Without interchange, there can be no outer change. Without collective change, no change matters. The collective, meaning the consciousness of everybody as a multiplicity, the multiplicity consciousness grows as the individual consciousness grows. So again, to lubricate the way to revealing our divinity, vibrating at the speed of the divine and busting through to soar and zoom into the best time of our lives, no matter the condition, let us have that diamond in our mind. Let us have a baptism, so to speak, of words and feelings. Let us take vows of consecration, like the Buddhists take vows. Let us take vows of consecration. Let us baptize ourselves with the words and the feelings of knowing who and what we are, where we come from. These promises, these words, these rituals we may do speak to a perfect aligning with the, the unity in the multiplicity, the universe, the God, the spirit, the divine presence. And you know, those who are baptized or are baptizing themselves, you still may have doubts. Those who are taking vows like the Buddhists, you still may have a hard time resisting suffering. These aren't one and done magic tricks. I know we like to talk about the power and presence of spiritual mind treatment and, and of our consciousness. You know, stuff is going on and it may take more than one time. It could take just one time, one thought, one spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer, one ritual vow. But it may take more. It may take several. But there's always that diamond in the mind. There's always that divinity there ready to be revealed. We are meant to return to these vows. We are meant to return to these ideas, this consciousness, this with the diamond in our mind as a way of life. It's part of our journey. We don't go back. We always go forward. I found this great Episcopal priest, her writings, I've ordered a book of hers because I, I so enjoyed some of um, her writings that I've seen. And she's written dozens of books. Um, her name is Barbara Brown Taylor. I believe she lives in South Carolina right now. She's an Episcopal priest, professor, author, theologian, and was one of the 2014 Time Magazine uh, most influential people in the world 100 list. And she wrote, anyone can ask and anyone can bless whether anyone has authorized you to do it or not. You don't need authorization because you automatically have it. All I am saying is that the world needs you to do this because there is a real shortage of people willing to kneel wherever they are and recognize the holiness. Holding its sometimes bony, often tender, always life-giving hand above their heads. That we are able to bless one another at all is evidence that we have been blessed, whether we can remember it or not. 
that we are willing to bless one another is mir <coughs> excuse me miracle enough to stagger the very stars. Oh, isn't that great? We're all there. We're all blessed. We can get on our knees physically or not, or or metaphys metaphysically and know that we are already blessed to reveal the divinity at all times, at any time, anywhere, to be consecrated in our lives. There's always a glimmer of light available. Fill up your spiritual blank bank with constant highest ideas. Because when you dedicate your thoughts and feelings to that which you desire, and lubricate the movement of these thoughts and feelings from desire to acquire by using the energy of faith and belief, by tapping into that diamond that is always in your mind, by remembering who you are, you will find yourself living a consecrated, happy, joyous, prosperous, healthy, creative, and loving life, no matter the circumstances. Thank you so much. Namaste.